Pinocchio. It's a classic tale. Pinocchio, <laughs> classic book by Carlo Collodi. It has, you know, most famously adapted by Walt Disney, but mm-hmm. it's been adapted many times. And now recently, uh, Mexican director Guillermo del Toro has turned his attentions towards it with a stop motion film. Yes. Uh, Tim and I have both recently watched it. So, Tim, what did you think of the movie? I loved it. I, I love dark stuff. So I've never read the original tale myself. So hmm. I had all these. It's, well, go ahead. Was it close to the original tale? Closer? It, it's close and then it's not. Like there's parts of it that are hue quite close to it. Like the whole beginning part. I'll just say this, everybody. This is a little bit of spoilers. The whole part with Carlo, that's not in the book. But then uh-huh. pretty much everything after that is, except for the book is not set during fascist Italy. Yeah, I assume not. And then there's some it's... very Guillermo del Toro touches that you could probably deduce what they are. The, uh, Count Volpe the... is straight up, a, he's a fox in the book, just like in That's the Disney right. cartoon. Yeah. He just kind of um, looks like one with his hair. Yeah. And there's no, uh, there's no monkey. There's the cat, just like in the book. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know the running joke of Pinocchio, I mean, of the cricket being smashed? That's what I was going to say. I was going to mention that. That's in the book. Pinocchio uh. literally, Pinocchio is, is literally <laughs> a cricket. It's not Jiminy. A cricket is appointed his conscience, and Pinocchio beats him to death and runs away. Oh, wow. And he, he comes back as a ghost or something a few times, if I recall. But wow. like, Because yeah, both it's, uh, my wife and I were like... That part's not so funny. Stop trying that part. <laughs> We're like, we get it. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's actually in there. Yeah, the, Pinocchio being a little shit, like being yeah. like a real little fuck, that's definitely in the book. Because the Disney version is burned in my head the whole time. There's a little voice in the back of my head kept saying, when is Pinocchio going to get some pants to put on? <laughs> I'm so used to Disney Pinocchio pants. In my yeah. mind, I'm like, that's a naked puppet running around. When's he going to get some yeah, pants? Yeah, you know. I mean, it didn't bug me a lot. Just the voice in the back of my head, I kept thinking, whose pants is he going to put on? I thought he was going to find some. Do you think gonna, at one point... He was going to murder someone and take their pants. Like when he meets uh, Candlewick, and like Candlewick gets killed by the shelling during the fascist bombing of Italy, uh, he just strips it off his corpse? Yes, I thought that would happen. It's the Seti Bimco Show. A show without a rudder or a sail, or a boat, or a captain, or a first mate, but it does have sharks. Good. I did wonder about his friend, who the near the end they get bombed, and his one friend survives, and he's like, "Pinocchio, where are you?" And we just never see him again, which is oh, fine. I assume I assume he dies. <clears throat> but he, he survives. Ran out, he ran out of the bombing. Like, Pinocchio, where are you? So you get, yeah, get, but then oh, it gets blowed blowed up again. Right? You see it more getting blown up. I think he's dead. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. It got blown up, yes. It got but blown yeah. up real good. It was good. I, I was really kind of worried. Yeah, and uh, just because Tim made brief reference to it, I'll just say, like, uh, I was very fortunate to be invited to the New York premiere of this. And did you meet Obi- to... Obi-Wan? Uh, hmm. Who is it? No, he was not there. Because yeah. uh, uh, what the voice of the cricket is Ewan McGregor. He mm-hmm. was not there. But the voice of uh, Lampwick, who is Finn Wolfhard, I think his name is from Stranger Things, he was there. Okay. And um, the voice of the dead bunnies, which I'm not going to explain what that is. Y'all got to watch it. <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson was there. And Guillermo del Toro was there. And all these <gasps> fancy people were there. But did you talk to him? 
You have a, like, you have a bunch of bodyguards around him, didn't he? No, I was standing <clears> there. Net, like, so I uh, spoilers, folks. <laughs> I was there as the guest of the producer because you may not know this, but your pal of the podcast mm-hmm. and New York Times bestselling author George O'Connor. I'm a bona fide fancy person. <laughs> I, say I you... get invited places. <laughs> I you're gonna I'm say pretty something fancy. Else. <laughs> I don't know. You, I don't. What, <laughs> you know things. You think I, I know things because I'm a fancy person. Yeah. So I got invited and I was there sitting amongst all these fancy people. And I was, I was a pretend, my girlfriend and I mm-hmm. pretend fancy people, nice. but we got to hobnob amongst all these people. And did, did like, you, I was, did your girlfriend bring a plastic purse like you're supposed to Sh- shove all that free food in there? No, but I, I will, <laughs> I'll tell you this story. My, my girlfriend was overwhelmed by the famous people. She, she didn't know they were going to be famous is there. When she saw Guillermo del Toro, she's like, his name means William of the Bull, and she just couldn't handle it. And she got oh. really nervous, but it's... she handled herself very well. But she kind of like in the after party thing where everyone's milling about eating canapes and drinking fancy cocktails and stuff. I went and nerdily talked to all the animators because I just had questions oh, right. to ask. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, briefly talked to the producer who invited me there and all that stuff like that. But she used her superhuman abilities to find fine food. She found a spot. She found this oh, one little oh. table you could stand next to that was right near where the kitchen exited and entered into this room at the MoMA. Uh-huh. And and she befriended every single waiter there. And they were like literally like lining up to bring her canapes. Because she, she didn't want to meet the celebrities. She didn't she's care. Too scared. She's, no, it was more like she's, she's like, I, I could meet Finn Wolfhard. But then who's going to eat all these creme de la creme donuts? I think she was scared. <laughs> I hope you wore a tie. I did not. No. <laughs> no. No, it was uh, – this was – there was a red carpet there, but I was not part of the red carpet. Nah. I was uh, – I wore a black button-down shirt and black pants and black shoes and a burgundy jacket. I looked – should have Relatively wear a, a tie with Ewan McGregor out there. And as soon as he saw he wasn't there, just ask everybody. Just, just stormed just, out. No, just walk around with it. With your, make sure people see your tie. You look at your Has tie. Has anyone seen you my... Look at my do you want to see my Obi-Wan? And they're like, sir. <laughs> and I just knock over... They had the puppets on display, the actual puppets. I could just nice. knock them over. So if there's no fucking Ewan McGregor here, why am I here? Did they have the different sizes? Uh Yeah. So because those are actually, little, those are little film on Netflix after the movie. I don't know if you saw that. I did not because yeah, no, I haven't actually watched it on Netflix yet. I only saw it there. Just go to the um, end and watch the extra. Puppet. So basically, all the puppets are about the same size, but they superimpose like uh, the cricket in there. But there's pieces of puppets. They have a giant Pinocchio there, which yeah. is like like fifty feet tall that you could put the Pinocchio, but it's only like his torso and it didn't move. And then they have a tiny Pinocchio who's like an inch tall. I didn't see that part. That's okay. pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Little naked <clears throat> Pinocchios everywhere. So. <laughs> All right. Should I should I intro should... The, this week's movie because it was my <clears throat> choice? Oh, are we starting? It's the Seti Bimco Show, the show where we talk about teenage m- movies. Of t- it's the Seti Bimco Show, the show where we talk about <laughs> angst of teenagers in movies and in real life. Yeah. And pantsless puppets. It's pantsless the Seti Bimco puppets. Show. Seti Bimco, it's the show. It's the so, show about teen angst. Seti Bimco, what's you, a Bimco? Jeez. Before we, did you get my other email before we talk about the movie? 
Yes. It's funny because last week we talked about a man getting his nose bitten off, and I, I, I went to look for an update on him, and I found another guy who bit another uh, man's nose. This was I remember <clears> when this <throat> happened. It oh, was okay. the Beyond, Beyond Meat guy. This happened a while ago. Know what the most interesting thing about this guy is, Tim? You may he, capture this as an as a Marvel Comics fan. Does he look like? No. Did you catch his name? Nope. I, no. Doug, it's Doug Ramsey. Oh, Doug, I wouldn't remember Doug, that character. <laughs> Doug Ramsey, for those of you who aren't Marvel literate, <clears throat> is uh, the real name of the new mutant character, Cypher, the mutant who has the ability to speak any language. And <clears throat> this Doug Ramsey, <clears throat> we don't know what languages he could speak, but we do know we do know that he works for the Beyond Meat Corporation. And uh, when he was pressed in a fight, when somebody cut him off in a car, he, too, just like the guy last <laughs> week who bit off the person's nose, he just bit the nose. It didn't say yes. it came off. He bit a piece of skin off, I think. Ugh, and God, just like last think... week, they didn't find it, and a bird probably took it away. <laughs> or or just like I, I had assumed last week that the guy probably ate the nose, <laughs> I'm going to assume the guy who headed up Beyond Meat, which, of course, is not really meat. But if you look at his his you know his job history, yeah. this guy's definitely worked for other food companies. Yep. I think he He's... was so meat-starved. <laughs> that is one of those things like an old Tom and Jerry cartoon. They're like on a boat and they look at it and he saw that guy's face and that guy's nose was like a chicken leg. And he's like, I'm going to bite that guy's nose. Did he always work I, for non-meat food places? No, that's what I'm saying. He like worked for oh. like Swanson, like hungry man dinners. Oh, so shit. I thought maybe he had eaten too much meat in the past. No, too I think steroids. he was just, he was just a normal guy who just ate like, you know, I'm not, I'm not casting judgments here. But I think the the median amount of people in this country eat meat. Yeah. Uh, and I think he had to make a good statement. He's like, I'm in charge of Beyond Meat now, so I'm cutting out all the meat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he went into a meat – he got the meat sweats. He went into a meat frenzy, and he saw that man's <laughs> nose as a chicken leg. We didn't see a picture of the guy. That guy may have been – he may have suffered, suffered from a congenital deformity that made him look like meat. I don't know. Maybe he had cheese on his face, right? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I hear the kids like that's a millennial <laughs> thing now, right? They just they just put like a dollop of cheese on their nose <laughs> <laughs> to tempt birds when they make TikTok videos. And they say, "My nose stinks." Get it? <laughs> it doesn't really work. Oh well. And then they right then they do TikTok dances, right? And then China then China takes all the information and uh and other things yeah yeah so Tim, we got this figured out let's get to the let's get to the uh i don't mind talking but we got to do this movie that you picked and it had no yeah. t- teenagers but you you complained no, you last week you are fucking wrong <laughs> this mister is... <laughs> this, is this is perhaps the most on brand <laughs> Movie that has ever been featured on Seti Bimco. Yeah. And the movie Almost. is, oh my God, what is it? It's, it's Archie shit. back to Riverdale, right? Riverdale and back again. That's it. Yep. And let me tell you about this movie. But this wait, movie is released. But there's no teenagers wait, wait. in it. Yes, there is. <laughs> they were teenagers. Not only is there the, you're forgetting the character of Jughead Jones and Moose's kid. And those two dorks that work at Pop Tate Shop, they keep calling Archie a geek. Were they, there weren't are they multiple. 10? Weren't they about 10? No, no. And then there were multiple <laughs> flashbacks 
to the senior year, which just, was just. I just it, want your explanation. Tim. Tim. You know, remember, okay. remember, John picked Trog. Do you know what Trog is? Yeah. Trog is about a troglodyte that. A troglodyte, yeah. Defrost. Yeah. I saw that in modern day England. You would say yeah. there's no teenagers in there, but in troglodyte days, like you're dead at twenty. <laughs> You're dead. That that troglodyte was a teenager because you're dead at twenty or twenty one. By the time you're twenty, you're like an old troglodyte, and they're they're building you a wheelchair, but the wheel hasn't been invented yet, so it's just a chair, and they, just a chair they push you around. It. it makes a loud squeak on the linoleum, and that's why. But they had linoleum. Twenty year old troglodytes go deaf. Uh, hey, you, you're into this stuff. I'm just sharing some knowledge about it. But that was a teenage troglodyte. I don't think people mm. know that. I no, I think you're uh, engaging revisionist history. John picked that movie. I'm defending him. John, that's I, John. I had forgotten you did Trog. Um, that's pretty. This movie, I'm gonna say, like, okay, okay. Let me give the introduction here. Give it. 1990 NBC Sunday Night at the Movies. Archie to Riverdale and back again takes the beloved comic characters from the Archie comics. And it's their 15th high school reunion. Mistake. It is a very long, very long movie. It is bewildering that they did this, yeah. that they, it's boomer trash. I'll just say this. And I'm also, here's my, my key review. I have never seen a movie more spectacularly fail the Bechdel test than this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> insane. I could have, but this movie is Super perfect for Sandy Bimco because not only are there flashbacks featuring the 30-something-year-old actors playing high school students, they achieve this <laughs> not through state-of-the-art de-aging like you see in Marvel no. movies. No, just kind of foggy cameras. Right. <laughs> and and in the case of Jughead, a wig. Um, <laughs> and um, But it is also – it's an entire movie – about the values of nostalgia and looking back upon your childhood yeah. and the traumas and your inability to choose between which of the two vaguely female character, I mean, vaguely character females that you were in love with, quote unquote, three, I guess. And now yeah. we'll get to that. Um, it's so Seti Bimco. This should be called Seti Bimco in the movie. I'm sorry you're and, missing it, John. Yeah. And George is insulting gonna, us. Well, <laughs> Tim, you are clearly the jughead. <laughs> John is clearly, I guess, Archie. By, <laughs> I'm sorry, John, and I, they're, they're... I claim Reggie. Really? Because I'm a Reggie guy. Yeah, I love Reggie. So, before we get into talking about this movie, Tim, I do want to address this thing too. Both <laughs> listeners, you know this. Both Tim and I are fancy cartoonist people. Yeah. Uh, we talk about yeah. comics day in day out. We have. We do uh, not. We have. We we, we do. <laughs> you liar, but. Here's a big key difference between us. Tim grew up hating Archie. How do you And know? I grew up You said it the other day. Oh, okay. You're like I hate Archie comics. And I grew up loving Archie. I, I have an addendum. Okay, what's your addendum? I no. I I didn't love Archie, but um there was a friend of my mother's who always went to rummage sales. This was her life besides her job. The eternal game of I'm going to buy something that's worth a lot of money and I guess. And she knew I liked comics and there's sometimes there's a bag for a dollar, 50 old comics. And, and one day she bought me like 50 Archie's. I was oh. like, Oh, okay. Thanks. And they sat yeah. in the back of the car for like one summer and I read them all. And it was kind of like, that was okay. 
there's no new Spider-Man to read this month. And, you know, I didn't get one. And read Archie. Yep. And I was like, yeah, it was okay. But at the end of the summer, I sold them to another friend. So that was, and then I was like done with them. And that's your Archie experience. Yep. All right. Here's my Archie experience. Uh, <clears throat> both of my parents were comics fans. Not, they weren't religious about it. My dad was like a Marvel guy. My mom was like a DC Archie guy. We had a lot of DC and Archie stuff in the house as a result. And so I read a lot of Archie and I was like, Archie's okay. I didn't like Archie himself. I will maintain. No. And John, this is not to impugn you. Cause I know I just cast you as Archie. <laughs> Archie's a fucking asshole. He sucks. We'll talk he about is. that. I was always a Reggie fan. I, in any fiction, I always like the character who is the asshole, but who tries to be good. Like my favorite superhero is Namor. Like, you know, yeah. I like characters. Yeah, I like the dicks. I like I'm House Slytherin if, in Harry Potter before we oh, all geez. did not like Harry Potter anymore. I'm just that sort of guy. I'm a Reggie. I like Reggie. Hmm. Um, I was such a big Archie fan that when this fucking garbage boomer movie premiered oh, no. in 1990 on a Sunday night. Oh, you better believe I was watching this. Oh, you've seen like, this. Yeah, that's why I chose this, man. Oh. I remember this. I was like. Archie movie out. We gotta watch it, okay? <laughs> and we all sat there as a family and watched. My dad definitely left midway through. He's like, oh, <laughs> "Where's my cigarettes?" Um, <laughs> my, I remember getting a little ahead of myself. I remember feeling a moment of supreme embarrassment during Jughead's rap scene. Oh yeah, don't don't get and to just that. Just be yet. like, oh man, I just <laughs> I chose poorly. <laughs> did your so mom I've stick with it? Did your mom stay the whole I, way? I think we all kind of drifted out of the room. We maybe left it on just in case, like, I don't know, maybe we're a Nelson family. Maybe the TV, we want this to do well. While you were watching it, your parents were packing a suitcase. They got in the car. You heard, hey, look, you heard the car leave. My my parents split up a couple years later. I'm not saying it was because of Archie, but it was because of Archie. It was. So... <laughs> so yeah this movie and it is a, it's a full-length fucking movie this thing is like an hour and like a half we spent hour, hour and a half we spent an hour and a half watching this i thought there were commercials in that mix nah just the youtube ones um, we'll get to that too yeah but so i didn't you know what i don't get the youtube commercials oh huh, i picked the wrong one yeah i don't know you, i think i'm as cooler than you you're paying money i'm definitely not paying money I think, uh, as established already, I'm a fancy person. I think YouTube knows that. They're like, this guy watches so much Bigfoot videos. Let's not give him a commercial. Well, we're 20 minutes into a half hour into this. Oh, no. Can we sum okay. up the beginning somehow? Just tell us where these yes. characters are. Archie. Yes. I don't know where he lives, okay. but he's engaged. He's in Riverdale. Oh, so that's, it is, that's right. We, he didn't we, leave. See, I, I, he doesn't leave. Yes. So it's Riverdale. It's 15 years later. Archie is engaged to a woman named Schmeg or something. And Pam. Uh, they're, same thing. And they're about to move to the big city, which is never defined what the big city is. Nope. And they're like, the house is packed up and they're ready to go. And before things, Meg is leaving town. No, Pam. And Archie's friends are coming back into town for this big reunion. 15 year reunion, and, which means they graduated in 1975. And none of them talk about Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin. Someday. That's actually a good point. Yeah. And it's and so Archie's friends are, and in no particular order, I don't remember the order they're introduced. Um, there's Veronica, who uh, has no personality, 
but is brunette and is attractive. There's Betty. She's rich. And she's super rich. And her dad is straight up evil in this. We'll get to that. Yeah, he's Lex Luthor. Good Mm -hmm. point. There's Betty, who has somehow even less of a personality than Veronica, but is played by the girl from Dumb and Dumber. Did you catch that? I did not catch that. Lauren Holly, I think. Wow. Uh, Yep. And she is so simple as to be possibly brain damaged. And she has a boyfriend who you can see definitely tried out for the role of Reggie and didn't get it. So like, yeah, you'd be her boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, There's Reggie who actually, I think stuck around Riverdale and he and Archie get the sense. Oh yeah. Cause he owns like all the businesses there, Mm -hmm. but he has a silent partner to be revealed later. Yes. And uh, oh yeah. Veronica lived in Paris. Betty lived in a place called Middledale, which I assume is in the middle of somewhere. Yes. And uh, finally is Jughead, who is divorced, has a son he barely knows named Jughead jo- Jr., and is now a psychiatrist. Middlevale. You've Did never you heard s- of Middlevale? No. That's, uh, that's where, the, that's where um, that's Ray Croc was born. Ray Croc of McDonald's fame? Yeah. He was born in Middlevale. Is this true? It's true. Is this true? That's Middledale. I think, mm, was when? it Middledale or Middlevale? He he drove down the highway seventy two there in the uh, town like all the time. And, and after he bought McDonald's, there's a bad intersection. Uh, it was there, and they, they fixed it since. You know, they put a bridge and everything. But it was a really Can't bad. Can't tell where he's going with this. Bad intersection. And yeah, he had a bad car accident. The last thing he saw uh-huh. before he blacked out was uh, white face, orange hair, red nose, clown. <laughs> oh shit! Oh no! And when he woke up in the hospital, he had the idea for Ronald McDonald. And that clown was actually his own bloody face, right? Yeah. In the mirror? Yeah? Is that true? You've seen this. You've heard, you've heard this story. No, I have not. I don't... Right. Tim, I, I feel like for me, I don't know if you're being serious right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I lie? This is a podcast where people learn things. All right. So they're all coming to, to, to Riverdale. Oh, there's also... Uh, there's Moose and Midge <clears throat> got married and are chiropractors now. And Moose, Moose seems to no longer be a complete moron. He's, he he did, no longer he goes, did to Duh. me. <laughs> he seemed he's that dumb, to, but he's not. He just he's grabs not like people. the way he was. They look like they're in pain. <laughs> snaps their bones back into place. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes <laughs> of Moose just like Archie gets like critically injured in a go-kart accident, which we're not going to talk about that part. And no. he's like paralyzed and like Moose just breaks <laughs> his neck and he's better. So, OK. <laughs> so these people, uh, man, Veronica is like, oh, boy, Archie's not married. And like, what yep. What were these people thinking for 15 years? Suddenly. Fucking, they, they, this is why I say this movie failed the Bechdel test. There is literally not a scene with Betty and Veronica where they're not either talking to Archie or about Archie. Yeah, yeah. It's bananas. They have mm-hmm. no, they're, they have no personalities. Literally. It's literally, it sucks. Yeah. It's, it's a real problem. I'm like, I was kind of watching this being like, Wow. Oh, this was yeah. This was still like written in the mid '80s, even though it's 1990. We'll get to we'll get yeah. to worse worse stuff. Uh, let's see what else. Um, uh, everyone at the start. I have a note here. Yeah, everyone is horny. Yeah, that's my note. It is a very <laughs> horny. Yeah, this thing. It, it kind of has the air of wanting to be like one of those like semi raunchy '80s comedies. Like a, yeah. it's got like it's like a Porky's or like a, well, not quite something like that. But no, it's not at all because it's on fucking NBC Sunday night, the movies. <laughs> There's a repeated thing where like Betty – all right, Betty has never gotten over this one night where she and Archie spent out all night because of a storm in mm-hmm. high school. And – It was Typhoon Tilly. 
Do they say that? I looked it up, the dates. Typhoon Tilly. It's one of the biggest uh, typhoons in history. It was... uh, Wait, but what did you have to know? Where where is Riverdale that you're saying this? What state? That we we don't know. I think it's (laughs) Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) But back to the sex or the lack of sex in here. They spent out all night, but they didn't. No, we didn't. Yes. I mean, I would have remembered if we – and they never even say the word sex, but they nope. tiptoe around this so much so that it kind of occurred to me midway through that, like, they're not talking about sex. They're talking about something <laughs> raunchier than sex. <laughs> Maybe. He's like, we never played stick a bottle up my <laughs> asshole, did we, Betty? No, we never stuck a Coke bottle up your <laughs> asshole, Archie. And if you listen to this movie – with the idea that they're talking about the insertion of foreign objects into each other's orifices in a way yeah. that – or something more shocking, it works. Because there's no way adults would be this shy no. to say the word sex. Especially adults – well, Betty and, doesn't have kids. And Jughead is a therapist. That's the, the you know, Did you know, shocking. When, and he even can't talk. He's like, I'm divorced. All I can think about is my wife, my ex-wife. I, I'm ter- he's – He's so terrified of women and running into the character yes. Ethel that he goes catatonic at several stages. Right. And he's, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and Jughead, I feel bad about this. Did you look up what happened to that guy? Oh, no. I didn't. So the actor is pretty weird looking, like in a way that you would expect someone who is Jughead in his middle ages to look. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I had thought I'd seen him elsewhere. I'm like, I can look this guy up on IMDb. He died of cancer at 41. Oof. That's and sad. Why right? does that mean you saw him somewhere before? I didn't. He just had one of those oh, faces. Nowhere, just... nowhere I saw him before. That one night, that one Sunday night that I got my whole family together <laughs> to watch his movie. <laughs> and speaking of was, people look like stuff. Was it, it just your parents? Like, was a sibling with you? Did you make a sibling watch that too? I think my brother and sister both feigned unconsciousness to get out of it. <laughs> I, can, I really do remember us all just kind of drifting away, like being like, woof. Did, like once, did, did you, once Jughead started rapping, we're like, this is the, this is the end. Did you have a cat that that died? Because well, it looked at the TV when it was on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cats were. T- I don't. I don't know if you. I you know. I checked the dates. That, that you know, it was the same time as Typhoon Tilly. It was also the time as the Great Feline uh, Catastrophe, <laughs> where all across America. Cats died, and it was because of fucking Archie to Riverdale back again. Yes, that's true. Um, Keep so up a super my... horny movie without being horny, <clears throat> but there is the character. Jughead <clears throat> has just gained custody of his son. He hates Jughead Jones, Jug- Jughead Jr. Jughead Jr. is like he's. This is why I say it's like Porky's. He's like this little horny guy. Yeah, who's like. There's a scene where like like Betty's playing tennis and like looking he and Moose's kid are like yes. rolling a ball on the floor and they're yes. looking at her panties yes. and shit. I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's very. But that's why I thought he was 11 or 10. And we'll get to more of that stuff. Is he the one that and says Betty, "Waka Waka" out loud when he meets ladies? Is that the same one? Or is that the other? Yeah, he he says "Waka Waka" a lot. Yeah, yeah he looks he's like, an like idiot. he meets a woman. He looks at her boobs and it's like "Waka Waka" and is and there's and the scene everybody's where everybody's like, oh, he's just a kid. Yeah. You kid. The women are always like, you're objectifying me, you little rapscallion. And there's the scene where uh, he – so he and Jughead stay with Archie while they're in town. He immediately is very antagonistic to Archie putting green jello in his bed for some reason. For no reason. Except he no reason. He, he plays the viewer. We all hate Archie, right? We, well, He's the avatar. I hate Archie. You hate Archie. I didn't like him much either. The, in this, but The actor who plays Archie, <laughs> I have to say he was well cast. 
Mm-hmm. Like I could see Archie Grump this guy, but he gave me some severe Principal Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off vibes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like certain angles, he looks like that actor Jeffrey Jones, and Jeffrey Jones, as we all know, is like a pre. Jeffrey Jones is a bad person. Just look it up. But this guy looks like Jeffrey Jones, Principal Rooney. So I'm already having a hard time liking him. Yeah. He is so smug. Yes. But he does have a couple redeeming bits where he, he does on at least two occasions straight up try to murder Jughead Jr., which I'm like, cool. That's yeah, you're getting ahead of me. What? <laughs> you're jumping around Tim, notes. Here's what I, I feel like this movie I gave up halfway through taking oh, notes. All right. But you're right. The, we can, he Veronica We can't talk Veronica comes right, over. I'm just gonna set it up. Veronica comes over yep. trying to seduce him by uh just takes off her coat. She's got a sexy dress and she's talking to Archie. And Jughead, really Jug, Jughead Jones hears this. Junior. And for some reason, he goes outside, gets a ladder, like in, uh-huh. in uh, Animal House, Animal House <laughs> and climbs up and is peeking in. And Archie just shoves him. Because uh, I thought that too. I was like, oh, you just shoved that kid to his death or he's going to break his neck yeah. <laughs> on his ladder. Wait. Yeah, so he's on the second floor of this house <laughs> yes. looking in at Veronica in a negligee as she's trying to seduce Archie. Gee. Archie sees this, and Archie doesn't want to just admit that this like weird kid is looking. <laughs> so he makes some excuse, goes to the window, and shoves the ladder out. And like Just his friend only holds him up. Moose's son luckily stops him from dying, but like he should like it would in a real world situation, like yeah. Jughead Senior would have come home and be like, "Where's my son?" He's like, "Check the front yard." And it was like right. his son, his son's <laughs> rapidly cooling corpse would be out there, like chipmunks pecking at him. Like he, he would have died. I know. Um, <laughs> here's the question. So we're not going to talk about the plot of this thing that much. No, it's, it's too just much a high plot, school really. reunion, and then it's all it's a high school reunion where everyone is trying to fuck Archie. Yes, uh, even Jughead. Even which Jughead, is fine. Jughead, which he succeeds. <laughs> what? And yeah, there's that scene where he fucks Archie. Oh, oh wait, did you not? That's, you didn't get that part? Not in my version. No, oh, that's yeah. He dresses up as Betty. <laughs> that's and why he, like, he got no ads. Yeah. Ooh. But that's okay. <laughs> it's good. We want that. It's what whatever whatever works best for them. Because this well, no, I'm saying this movie was so white bread. Like Yeah. And you There's one black character in it. You already mentioned they do this rap dance. And that's the one place where there's a black character and he's shaking his head approvingly. Oh, I didn't even catch that one. Well, he's kind of tapping into the beat. That's the only time you see a person of color. Not somebody off stage was holding a gun to his head. Just act like you like it. We'll, we'll pay anything you want. That's where the whole budget went. Yeah, to get okay. person to nod in tacit approval of worst musical number ever. So... A kind of theme that's there's a couple themes that I have picked up that are maybe undeveloped in this. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a theme. This is a, a thread, I'll say. So they get back together and there's a couple of scenes where uh, like Jughead is like listening on the radio to like the sugar song by the Archies yep. sugar yep. and be like, I don't know, I guess it's kind of dated. And he's trying to appeal cool to his kid. Mr. Weatherby, who is the principal of Riverdale, is very still... thirstily calling them at home, being like, you're going to play at the reunion, right? And he's Tom Bosley. Not Tom Bosley. <laughs> no, he's not Tom he's Bosley. He's Mr. Bosley from uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. I got very excited with that. I thought he should have been but, dead. One of them should have been dead. And it should have been him. You know, who, you know who's dead? Archie's parents. I just figured that out. I was like, oh, they're not. They're both dead. Did he have parents in the comics? Oh, yeah. They were pretty major characters. Oh, and they weren't even mentioned. They weren't even mentioned. And wow. I think the house he's living in is their house. I think he killed them for the, the house. Yeah. But in this world, mm-hmm. 
because they make such a big deal of them playing together. And the five main characters come together in the climax and play a song, which is weirdly not Sugar Sugar. No. <laughs> were were they a famous band? Maybe we'll get to like, that. Did, did they actually record Sugar Sugar and it became a big hit, just like in the real world? But like instead of in the 1950s or whenever, it happened in 1975. Uh, maybe. Maybe they did. Maybe it was 75. Maybe they all dropped acid. And maybe they freaked out. This is in Archie's in this, head. This story is in Archie's head. They all dropped acid. Oh my God. This whole story takes place in the hospital room where <laughs> that makes no, he's been that, catatonic since the seventies. That makes complete sense. It'd be Archie's in Archie's head. Anyway, and here's the other thing. Do you think that one, at some point of this movie, was this movie a musical? No, I think it was. Do I don't think there's any other reason why Jughead raps. <laughs> I, th- I think here's my take. It was just popular. Viewers, I recommend that you go watch this too. No. I feel like at some point this movie had musical numbers that were so tepid and rancid and every other word you could think of, at putrid, every ID word you could think of, that they cut it out. But some executives like, leave it that Jughead bit. It's good. You can see that one guy in the background, he's bopping his head in tacit <laughs> approval. Because, man – the music theme is there throughout and like they kind of like Mark Snow. Who? He did the music, Mark Snow. You know what else he did? No, many is things. Is he the guy did the did he do the background music? Because it's it's bonkers. I wrote that uh, down. Incidental music maybe, is bonkers. Maybe he didn't do the background, maybe just the opening. He did X Files music and every other No, show. are you kidding? Yes, me? Mark Snow, who did this. He did a lot <laughs> <Yeah>. of stuff. <laughs> but he did Archie. The same guy goes, do 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 you know the whole the classic theme. He's like uh, I'm going to drop this one off my CV pretty damn quick. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. Mark like, Snow. Yeah. And X-Files would have only been like a couple of years later, right? Mm, yeah. That's yeah. like 91 or 92. It's 93. Because I remember 93. the so night this... it premiered. I had to tape it with my VCR because I went camping. Ooh, I went camping. Hum- Humble brag there. Ithaca. Well, camping's no problem, except it was an outdoor club. And we all, this, this really happened. <laughs> you got naked and no. went, went to a store to go. <laughs> Go camping. As well as nights, it starts raining before we can get our tents up at night. You know, like the worst kind of like putting your tent up. And we all brought what we needed. And this was like Cornell graduate students. And one, uh-huh. one Cornell graduate student, I won't say what country he was from. He showed up, raincoat, boots. And he's like, I bought 12 donuts <laughs> for my share of the food for the weekend. <laughs> He had about twelve donuts. That was it. We were why, we hated why, him because we had to take care of him. Why will you not tell us what country he's from? Why well, don't want it to seem like I'm making, being mean to Finland or <laughs> oh, where <laughs> no, we get it out? Germany. I don't know. So the general plot is Reggie has done very well business wise. But he owns like a used car dealership and a chain chain mm-hmm. of fitness stores. But it also turns out that he owns Pop Pops. Tate's chocolate shop mm-hmm. and he's going to kick out Pop. And everyone's like, why are you going to kick out Pop? That's where we go. Like Archie apparently still goes there every day because Archie's a sad <laughs> fuck. And he's got diabetes. It becomes this whole – because yes, he, he has no <laughs> legs. He a soda every day. <laughs> It just cream he gargle he brushes his teeth with cream soda. You don't even know um, Archie is lactose intolerant, but just tell pops he's there every day drinking a milkshake. 
And he's like, he goes, Pops, uh, give I me a go. milkshake. Just no, he, he goes into the bathroom and pops. <laughs> That's why Pops is going out of business. He's like, what the hell is happening in the toilet? My plumbing this- charges. <laughs> Everyone's afraid to come in because of Archie's terrible noises. <laughs> anyway. So the whole plot is Reggie's kicking him out, but it turns out it's not really Reggie. It's Mr. Lodge, Veronica's dad, who is... I mean, he straight up tries to murder Archie a couple times in this, so he's really is Lex Luthor. But when Re- yeah. when Archie first confronts his pal Reggie about it, Reggie goes, "This deal is as legal as an eighteen year old." Did he say? That? I didn't miss that. Yeah. He said that. Yeah. <laughs> I I really stopped him writing that down. That's gold. <laughs> that was when your parents were like what? This is nah. I'm, we were we were already like we were already like. I don't know. My, my parents are like this. This marriage doesn't work, right? Like we, this this movie made us realize this family needs to go. Uh, the plot does boy. the plot does hinge on the fact that we don't know who Archie asked for the prom because he didn't want. To, oh, actually, and there's a flash. I thought that was smart. Yeah, there's a flashback that happened in a steamy locker room at school. That was like, why? Yep. Why are we talking here about the girls? Because oh, the girls we, wouldn't be there. And also because the steaminess was a good excuse to show that they weren't the wrinkly sacks that we've yes, been looking at. That's right. Because oh, as right. I said up front. That was them when they were young. It was the characters. So they were like in a, a, a misty place. So you couldn't tell. Yeah, actually, I do think that was clever. Like this is the thing. There are parts of this. I feel like the whole idea of making Archie adults for its first foray into live action mm-hmm. is stupid. I feel like this is kind of a logical extension, like the whole Archie comics thing. Yeah. He's eternally dating Betty and Veronica and Veronica sometimes dating Reggie and Betty sometimes dating. I forget his name, but there's like this weird triangle thing, but it's like, it, it's not tenable. They're yeah. not in polyamory here. They're just, it's a weird thing. And so it's be. their senior year. They could be, but we know they never do that. You know, we would have remembered we'll if get we that. did, we'll get you know, that thing I we know. never did. We'll get to that later. You and I, just, Damn, I didn't know you felt that way. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Very special episode of Seti Vimco. Yes. <laughs> Tim and George indulge their forbidden passions. <laughs> Gene, can you turn the TV way, way up and not look over here? Thanks. Um, Miss Lee. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Miss <laughs> Lee. Yes. Now we, now they have her whole name, Tim. Yes, they do. No? Uh, yeah. It's just, no, uh, maybe. Whatever. You know what? We're going to get a crazy Seti Vimco fight here. Uh, what was I saying? Um, Betty met Robert in a museum. That's what you're saying. Which I, I, this, this scene was notable to me because Betty's like, I was looking at a Picasso. I'm like, okay, check. We all know Picasso. You're in a museum. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're fancy. It was 1990. We know she was looking at those Maplethorpes. Ooh. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> she was, she was <laughs> shove, shove Be- Betty. <laughs> I worked on that joke for two hours and I'm like, gonna, I'm gonna shove it into this episode. <laughs> we gotta make <mention> your Maplethorpe. <laughs> 1990. Uh, <laughs> she wants boy. to be a writer, so her favorite writer is Hemingway. I'm like, yep, okay. Does she really say that? No, that's me. That's me writing the rest oh. of her dialogue. Yeah, I mean, she <laughs> Betty sucks. Her favorite storm like, is Typhoon Tip. Ty, it was Typhoon Tilly a second ago. You fuck, no, keep your no Typhoon Tip happened in 1979, and it was the largest recorded cyclone in history to that point. 79 is after the graduate high school, Tim. I know. That's the night they couldn't get home. Oh, that really is a thing. Wow. (laughs) George is trying to check. Thinks I make up all these stories. 
Well, I mean, about Ray, come on, Ray man, Kroc tip. and yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, Reggie runs so a, a gym, an aerobics gym, by the way. I want to get to these oh, 90 wait. references in. Is that a aerobics? Yep. Yeah, it's definitely aerobics because, well, let me, this is like Mr. Lodge is very unhappy about the fact that he thinks Veronica is going to end up with Archie because even though she could have at any point in the last 15 years called him, mm-hmm. now suddenly all she could think about is getting some of that sweet, sweet Archie dick. Yep. And he threatens Archie pretty implicitly. And yeah. then he has the, this guy that works for him Chauffeur. who's kind of like, He's a, a chauffeur, but also a hitman. Yes. <laughs> so Archie gets into his car with Jughead Jr. and Jughead. And two kids. And this yeah. chauffeur, is there two kids? Is Moose Jr. in there too? Yeah, yeah, I think the two kids were with, I think. Okay. And this guy has sabotaged their car, and they go on the wacky hijinks yep. of Archie, Jughead, and with children in the car, uh-huh. spinning out of control all over Riverdale. They're running over running sidewalks. Fairs, they run through the sidewalks. farmer's market. They hit the prize pig, Wilbur. Hit, who had just yep, learned they, how to spell words in spider webs. And then afterwards, like he couldn't spell because his brain was damaged <laughs> and they just made him into bacon. They, 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 they destroy the fence. They, yep. all this shit. And the whole time, Tim, did Tom you notice? Sawyer was painting noticed, fence. Yeah. What? Tom Sawyer was painting the fence. He had to run away. They <laughs> thought they killed Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer faked his own funeral and he watched it. Making yes, deep literary cuts. <laughs> um, none of them are wearing a seatbelt either. No. It was 1990. Yep. I don't know what state this was. Nobody does. Was this Florida? Oh, that's right. Minnesota. Yeah, we say that. It's so weird. So so odd. Um, But I'm like, wow, Mr. Lodge just tried to kill them. But at the end, we're revealed Mr. Lodge had just told his overzealous guard, stop Archie Andrews at any cost. Yeah. Because at the climax, when the Archies at the final party of this reunion, finally take the stage to reunite with Reggie joining on lead guitar, getting back (laughs) to those old buddies. Everything's cool. Mr. Weatherby, who has had such a fucking chubby for getting these five 30 year olds back together again, is like, he interrupts a minute into their songs. Like pop won't move. The bulldozers are coming at like 10 o'clock at night. They race over to pops. Pops. Like they're like, Archie's like pop. What are you doing? My laundry, obviously. He's going to die for his shop. And Reggie's like, we won't do it. I don't know. Something, but somehow, somehow there's a fucking bomb. Yes. Like, but it turns out it's just the chauffeur being overzealous because Mr. Lodge tries to stop it. And there's some weird shenanigans where like Archie and Reggie do some sort of vaguely athletic stuff and they throw the bomb somewhere. And Reggie's like, are you fooling with me? Are you making me a fool? And then it blows up in his face yes. and he has the cartoonishly blackened face. <laughs> and... He says something terrible. George, George, know. you're just going through the whole plot. Yeah, we don't need to go through this thing. <laughs> but I had what I do want to talk. What do you do want to talk about? <laughs> I I do want to talk about the Jughead rap scene, but we'll come back to that. What do you got to say? I, I know I re- I went rap. I, like I just want people to know it was everything's okay at the end. <laughs> Are you sure? Archie's Archie's fiance. Like she knows something's up because she shows up at the dance and fucking Betty and Veronica, who are both brain damaged, just walk up to her like she's right there next to her, her soon to be husband. Like, Archie, we need you to choose between us. Like, what are you idiots? Uh, So, of course, she gets mad and she meets Betty's uh, boyfriend, who we learn is an asshole at some point. Of course. And those two those two fall in love, of course, and they disappear. (laughs) And so 
the movie ends where Archie decides he's not moving to the big city. Right. And Reggie already still lived there, but Reggie's doing well for himself, so mm-hmm. don't worry. And Jughead gets off the bus with his sons, like, I guess we'll live here. <laughs> and and Betty is like, I'm gonna write romance novels about that one night where we almost did that, you yeah. know, the thing we can't talk about. <laughs> And I'm going to stay here. And Veronica's like, I have more money than God, so I'm just going to stay here because I flew the fucking Concord she here. Did. And She threatens and, her dad. Go, you're, you're kind of going over the, oh, the yeah, chauffeur was, won't give the, the bomb back to him. He's like, no, I'd want to blow them up. And for so, no I reason, kill the chauffeur is just like, no, I want to. I do want to kill them. That he, chauffeur had tasted sweet, sweet blood he and was, he just wanted more. How he's going overboard. He was a monster. And like, yeah, so nobody goes to jail for blowing up something. I think they no. blow up Reggie's business. Yes, they do. Yep. So poor Reggie. And both Veronica and Betty come to, they have a little comedy moment. Right. They both come to Archie's hotel room. And Betty's like, I want to take a shower. Oh, okay. And she goes in the shower. And then Veronica comes and he's like, puts her in the closet. And then Betty comes out of the sh- shower waiting for Archie to go in the shower. So that they, wasn't there. That wasn't a hotel room. That was his fucking house. No, I thought he was at a hotel. No, he lives in Riverdale, remember? Yeah, but his, he had to move out. I, I don't know. I don't care. Oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. It makes sense that Archie, his wife shows Archie up. would then live at a hotel, though, I think. I mean, <laughs> let's say, I would say about five months after this movie, Archie's living in a cardboard box under an overpass. Because <laughs> do you remember Did the you... last line of this fucking movie? No. They're all posing. The five characters back together, they all decide they're going to be in Riverdale now because they're all regressing. Jughead, the psychiatrist, has a term for it. He calls it a regression construct. That's right. Um, And Pop's taking a photo. He's like, don't move. And Archie goes, I don't think anyone will. That's right. (laughs) And looks like, what? Nobody's going to advance (laughs) in their fucking lives, you goon? (laughs) God. Well, I saw when, (laughs) briefly, when he was shoving Betty into the bathroom, I did see the toilet seat. Was it up or down? It was. I hate to say it was up. So I think that's oh, what no. Betty came out to complain about. Came, when did you learn to do that? You, when you were, did your mother make sure you knew that? So I, uh, I'll tell you something. I am of the school <laughs> of thought. Like, not only do I put the toilet seat down, I put the cover down. That's right. You know what? We had this conversation. We had, and every time I have people in my house, people leave it open. I'm like, you know what? I don't need open in my air. <laughs> The receptacle that people shit into. I like that to be corded off as much as possible. So, yeah, I put the seat down. I put the lid down. And you, put a, Sometimes you put a cinder block I on put, top of it. Like, yeah, I put heavy things on top of it. <laughs> I would put in dupli- – I put in like like lure toilets, not even real toilets, just to fool people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't think my – I learned it in real life. Like my first girlfriend was like, hey – yeah, I do this, and I did oh. it forever, and I did. And uh, one woman I dated when I lived uh-huh. lived not here long ago, we went to visit her sister. So cryptic. Went to visit her sister for the weekend. It was like a three hour drive to New Jersey, I'll say. And there was a guest room, so much with the guest bathroom, and we nice. I think we were there one night. I I do remember peeing before driving home, so we yes. go home. Uh, sleep it's the next day we do our things and my girlfriend calls me and says my sister called she said you didn't put the toilet seat down in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> and they were mad at me and she was like i was so embarrassed i told her you, you know better 
but it was the guest, is, guest bathroom. <laughs> is forgot. that why you broke up? <laughs> is that the end of your relationship? Yeah. Well, yeah. The beginning. That's why. Maybe. She's like, I yeah, that's the only Also, one. I was like, hey, yeah. let's rent this Archie uh, VHS. No. Anyway. Since <laughs> <laughs> she died. Hey. I'm, oh, she was she a cat? Yeah. Tim, was your girlfriend a cat? I told you, you can't date cats. They're too little. <laughs> so <laughs> That was dark. Um, is there any but, other parts that you want to talk about? I just wondered if you would call someone that left your house <laughs> two days ago, a day ago. No, no. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not a fucking psychopath. You know what? The amount of caloric energy and life force you expend <laughs> and pick up the goddamn fall phone, making calls like that's ridiculous. You know what? You pick it up. Now, if I had lifted up the toilet seat and like you had left like a little dookie unflushed in there. Oh, I did that. Then, Sorry. Yeah, I forgot. to. Oh, you did that. that. <laughs> OK, yeah. Yeah. You're like, OK. Yeah. If there was like a big if there was like a Tim turd, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'd call about that. I'm like. <laughs> Your monster boyfriend left a monster turd in the... In the <laughs> oh, I do want to say... This, yeah. There's the character of Ethel, who traditionally, and uh, sadly, a trope in comics, she's like tall, gangly, ugly girl that the guys would she's run drawn, from. Yeah, she looks like a, a feminine uh, Jughead. So Jughead, as you said, is afraid to see her because she's going to still be chasing him and... Uh, of course, they finally go to her house, and it's the most obvious yeah. joke that I saw coming a mile away. She's oh, the second she was in, mentioned, you're like, oh yeah, she's gonna be hot. She's like a model. She's already wearing a little swimsuit, and she says, "I'm yeah, why? I'm going into the jacuzzi." And both Jughead and Jughead Junior like, "Yeah, sounds like fun." And I was like, "Uh, and they, they, you and your son, they literally are gonna go. They in. high five and run off to go <laughs> to two adults and a child in a jacuzzi." Anyway. And also, I mean, she also lives with her mom, which was weird. Yeah. She stayed there, too. I don't know. Archie could have told. Yeah. By this time, Archie would have been calling Jughead and like, hey, Ethel, you should see what's up with her. Right? Anyway, they live in the same. Well, no, Archie, we, no, Tim, we never established this. The whole plot is that Archie never knew who to took to the prom. Yeah. And because he can't choose and he wants to go, like, because he won't choose – Basically, Betty and Veronica choose other things than Red than Archie. Betty chooses to go away to school upstate, which I guess is where Middlevale mm-hmm. is. And Veronica is like, I'm going to move to France and marry a tall, dark and handsome Frenchman. Yeah. And they both do these things. And Archie is like, I'm never leaving. And he stays there yes. in an act of like stubbornness and defiance. But like it kind of makes sense that that's what would have happened. You yeah. can't keep doing this forever. Nope. You're taking this yeah. too seriously. I was. You're telling us how bad this is, but you're also, you seem very invested I in was. the motivation. Uh, here's the thing. Here's this was a bad movie. Oh, yeah. The females, I have never, like I said, this, it, the character, to call them characters Betty. is a disservice. They are, Betty and Veronica are. Betty likes Picasso are, and Hemingway. Her favorite princess is Diana. <laughs> you know? Because this is, yeah, this is before she died yep it was yeah yep uh like these characters they're they're, they have no motivation except for we love archie and man and they even have a courtroom scene this movie isn't long enough and oh my god they have a courtroom scene and the fucking judge looks so much like jughead right who the fuck cast this why would you have two actors who look like the same person playing two different roles i thought that was jughead at first and also, 
they mentioned he who I'd want to mention, like they referred to Mr. Veronica's father as Mr. Trump this way back in 90. Yeah, there was a the bad the bad evil rich dude gets called Donald Trump. Wow. Which I'm like, prescient. Yep. <laughs> so I guess that's uh, the movie, because we've talked for an hour. Yeah. I'm, right, I'm just looking through my notes to make sure we mention everything. Let me get by. At the time of this movie. Wait. We know that Jughead has eventually had sex because of Jughead Jr. Yes. Do you think Archie's ever had sex? Jeez, the whole town would know about it. Seems like. And there's no mention. Like, and what? He went all of high school without ever having sex, apparently. And then, like, who would he've had sex with? I don't. I think he's a virgin. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe hasn't come to. I think he just hasn't come to terms with. I'm not saying this in a disparaging way. I'm just saying he hasn't come to terms with. He's uh, not a straight man. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that gets him hard is killing children, as he tries to do in a couple of instances with Jughead. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, can I, while we're talking about Archie... If we had a flashback, because he stayed in town, right? I think there'd be the string of mysterious ladder murders where people have fallen off down their ladder. It's Archie's Archie's ladder killer. (laughs) No one must ever know it's me. So this is the best thing ever done on, on the... We're, George O'Connor as guest host. We're done with uh, it. This is the best. This is the best thing we've ever seen. <laughs> Jesus, no. This is better we, than Chopping Mall. Talked, better than Spider Man. Talk too much. Let's go to quiz time. I'll call the Bib Cool Seti Q and A. Bring quiz time. Answering quizzes. Do you like quizzes, John? I do like quizzes. I'll call it Seti Q and A. Bring twist. The Bib Cool. I love quizzes. Answering Bib Cool. I'll call theme song. So you you pick the wild card question. Wild card question this this week, everybody. Which of the characters in the epic best show we've ever seen on Seti Bimco with me, your pal, New York Times bestselling author, George O'Connor, Archie Riverdale Backing, or whatever the hell this was called, which character from this is most likely to lose a finger? I throw it to yeah. you, Tim. Oh, you're going to throw it to me. Yeah. Sounds like you. Oh, you want me to tell sounds you? Sounds like you wrote. It's Jughead Jr. <laughs> Here's who loses it. Jughead fucking Jr. gets his finger cut off in this when Archie pushes him over the ladder, he doesn't even know it. <laughs> the metal cut, slides oh, his finger; right. it's severed. Yep, it just cuts off. He he paid Archie in a panic. Pays Jughead Junior twenty bucks, which was a lot more <laughs> money in nineteen ninety. He's like, "Keep quiet about this. I don't want your dad to know. If you tell anybody, I'll show you my clown face." And he goes, "Well, what do you mean, clown face, Mister?" And he goes, "Just uh, just look it up. Just don't go in my crawl space. You might find some." Bones. But how does he? And he takes. Oh. He takes the severed finger, Tim. Uh-huh. He licks it and sticks it in his pocket. So that's that's who, that's who fucking loses. How does he Jughead have a fake finger. finger? Does he have a fake finger? Shows Dad Jughead. If Senior? you notice the rest of the episode, he has his hand jumped down the front of his pants. You assume it's him playing pocket pinball, but it's not. No, that kid just missing a finger. He becomes yeah. known known as what was his name? Jug, Jug, Jughead Junior. But his name is now Jughead Junior Ball Scratcher. That's because his hand is always in his pants. They're like, stop doing that. Yep. Stop scratching. He's like, but it feels good. <laughs> he does it for like 15 years before they notice his finger's gone. When they finally pulls his hand out, <laughs> yeah. it's all swollen and covered with fungus. It's like, what happened? He's like, Archie. It's always <laughs> fucking Archie. <laughs> I like that one. So, mine? Yeah. Let's see if I can maintain character. Oh, oh good. Good drink. Oh, Tim, everybody at home, Tim just put on a clown hat. That's what you all know. Oh, and big shoes. Wow, this you're really doing some character work here. And a red nose. Okay, 
So I'm ready. I'm ready. Archie and his pals. They're from the class uh-huh. of 75. Yeah. Well, a, a, a student from the class of 77 was coming home for the uh, his class reunion that very next month. His name was Jeffrey Beaumont from the class of 1977, Riverdale. He came back to visit, visit his dying father in Riverdale. And while going home from the hospital, walking through an abandoned lot, he found a severed finger in the grass being eaten by ants. Oh, shit. And this is the beginning of the big mystery of who lost their finger and a big adventure for him. He eventually found out there was odd goings on in Riverdale. The chauffeur of Mr. Lodge was a drug dealer and looking for any excuse to be violent. Mr. Lodge would tell him to scare people, but he would go overboard and cut off fingers and ears and beat people up. He was always huffing nitrous oxide gas as he did what Mr. Lodge told him. And one okay. night, young Jordan Jughead and his friends snuck into the local theater owned by Mr. Lodge so they could see a new rated R movie they heard about called Total Recall. Because uh-huh. they were such mm-hmm. horn dogs. Wait, they were like, I heard there's a woman with three breasts in this movie. And if two breasts are hot, just think how hot three breasts would be. So, I heard there's a guy with a little baby on his yes. chest, too. That's also hot. Yeah. So Mr. Lodge hated losing any money, you know, any any profit from any of his businesses. He found out Jordan, Jordan snuck in and he sent his chauffeur to scare Jordan and teach him a lesson. But of course the chauffeur cut off one of his fingers Fuck. Uh, and Jeffrey Beaumont was caught in Veronica's closet watching her get undressed, but that's another story. So Ta-da. we were definitely, we were definitely <laughs> like blue velvet there for a while, yes. but what happened? What like, happened? Are we going, are we going through the David Lynch oeuvre with no. you? Cause like last week there was twin peaks. Are we, you're next week. You'll be like, uh, it's uh, the figure. Thing. It's on a planet where it's uh, all sand and there's big worms. Eraser heads. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, is Dune, Dune, yeah, it is right, him. All right, dude. Yeah, I was doing Dune. Yeah, wait, wait. You thought that? <laughs> he, when he looks up in the sky, there? it's like another planet in one part of that movie. Remember? No. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that since. I, he, last time I saw Eraserhead was about the same time I saw Archie to Riverdale okay. back again. <laughs> so. Not even a lie. So who right. from this What's movie would too? most likely have a podcast? Uh, hmm. I would say, so this movie is very much a period piece of 1990. Let's assume time has continued unabated for them. I'm tempted to say Reggie because he seems to be an adopter of whatever is trendy at the moment. Ooh, yeah. I mean, to the fact that he has like, uh, you know, like aerobicized gyms and stuff. But I'm actually thinking he's probably too old. So I'm thinking Jughead Jr. He's about the right age now, and it's a podcast called What Happened to My Finger? <laughs> it's always Jughead Jones. Each week, it's it's kind of like serial, where he just goes through like the he's like pinging like cell phones off of towers and interviewing people who seem very dicey. And it's just this question about like like what happened to his finger. And he's probably yeah. anti-vaxer. Oh, he's he's he gets he's very sure. big in mega circles. You'll, learn, you'll lose another finger. Yep. If you get vaccinated. Uh, yeah, he thinks because he's missing a finger that it makes his system weaker. He can't have it. Uh, he <laughs> was confused as a child growing up in the town where there was Mr. Lodge who was mistaken for Donald Trump. Right. He thought that he thought they were one and the same. So he always he has an unswerving loyalty to Donald Trump. Oh. And uh, in fact, he was among the people who stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Okay. But this is where he got lucky when they were trying to catch those people. They were looking for fingerprints. He was fingerprinted before his finger was severed. Oh. 
So he used this pinky. They asked for his fingerprint. Mm-hmm. He said, here you go. I was like, oh, that doesn't match anything. So he got away. What you're saying. And he was, he was the guy that shit on Pelosi's desk. Oh, no. Junkhead Jr. shit on Speaker of the House Pelosi's desk. I believe it. I, I thought you were going to say he was unlucky. Yep. He, was try- he was one of those guys trying to call- climb up the wall. And if he, o- oh, he, definitely if he only had one more finger, he wouldn't have fallen to his death. I thought that's what you <laughs> He didn't fall to his death, but do you-, you see the video where the guy's pants comically fall down? Yes. That was Jughead Jr. In the comics, he'd be saying, if I only had one more finger. Finger. <laughs> all right. Tim, which character for you? Uh, let's see. Oh. Who? Who in this movie had a podcast? Is that what we're doing? Yes. yes. I say. It's Veronica and Betty and Archie. It's much, what? It's much better. Oh, my God. Wait. They would eventually have a joint podcast. They would tell a long joint. story of how they all uh, loved each other, and it was always a big tension over who would get to have Archie. So the podcast would detail how they eventually solved the problem by becoming Mormons, and Archie was able to marry both Veronica <laughs> and Betty. After all, oh. Archie and his friends never did drugs, never drank, so it's easy to live by the rules. But yeah. they couldn't follow one particular rule of the Mormon church, the rule that forbade pornography. Archie, Betty, and Veronica loved pornography and had to leave the church. So st- still searching for a place to accept them, they joined the Heaven's Gate cult. Oh, they no. Joined, they enjoyed a time there for a while, but eventually left just before the mass suicide to attend the 20th Riverdale High School reunion. But not. Oh. They didn't escape before Betty got her finger cut off for touching Archie without the permission of <laughs> Bonnie Nettles. Thus, the podcast is all about being in a polyamorous, wait, I said, polyamorous relationship and all their past adventures being a threesome. This podcast is called, now George will guess. Uh, I'm looking up <laughs> Bonnie Nettles. Uh, what, what is this podcast called? Uh, their ad- adventures being a threesome? Come on. That's what it's called? No. No. It's called Kevin Can Wait. There you go. I, 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 I hate you. Because <laughs> they got out of the Heaven's Gate cult before, you know, they all left. All right. What's the third question? Who would have a spinoff TV show from this movie? Uh, Ooh. Wow. <clears throat> I'm going to say I'm going to go with the murderous uh, chauffeur. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be, it's very different. Like this show, in the universe where this happens, this show, because we didn't mention this somehow, this was intended as a pilot for a TV series. About the boomer fucking adventures of the washed up Archie (laughs) gang all living back in Riverdale. Um, Presumably, this character would have had to spin off immediately because he did try to murder the characters. Mm -hmm. They couldn't really keep him around. So he would have had a show where he kind of traveled the world, um, traveled the country, kind of like you know, hitching a ride. He didn't use his own thumb. He had a severed finger that <laughs> so he would sick. just kind of keep and he would hold that up. Did he collect them? And he, no, he just, it was always the same one and he would never talk about where he got okay. it. He would just look distant and pained when you asked him and he would get into like these different, he'd always be involved in these situations and people would like kind of give him a hard time. He'd be like, don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> and he would, uh, he would swell up to this enormous size and um, dispense harsh justice and kill everybody. And then he would, uh, the episode would end playing the familiar <laughs> uh, lonely man theme. Okay. Yeah. And he would be standing at the side of the road, holding the severed finger, just waiting for the next ride to take him to whatever adventure waits next week. Thumbing with it. It he ran was thumbing with it. He was thumbing with the finger. 
This spinoff ran for 42 seasons. <laughs> it only went off the air last year, which I don't think works out time-wise, but they had to they crammed a couple double seasons in there. Is that because the main actor died? The main actor died five times, Tim. <laughs> this was like Poltergeist. It was cursed. Every time they kept having to bring new people. And this show was called Oh yeah, can I guess? Dora the Exp- Oh yeah, no. Dora the Explorer. <laughs> You just said Dora Explorer. Yes, it's Dora the Explorer. Dora the Explorer. Dora Explorer. <laughs> Dora the Explorer. Does he sneak into people's back doors? You call him Dora Explorer. He sneaks into people's back doors. If you know what I'm saying? Huh? Jeez. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut out. I was laughing. <laughs> so, uh, all right. we would have a spinoff TV show. I gotta get through with this. I would say it's Veronica's father. He finally, finally leaves Riverdale because he couldn't date his daughter. He met a model oh. from the Czech Republic mm. named Ivanica and married her. <laughs> <laughs> this TV show would follow the adventures of Hiram and all his dirty dealings and, the, and all the dirty deals of his chauffeur who would do anything Hiram paid him to yep. do. In fact, he would often do more. If Hiram told him only to scare his wife, the chauffeur would sometimes cut off Ivanica's finger just for fun. <laughs> Hiram soon discovered... I mean, sorry. Hiram soon divorced Ivanica as she got some wrinkles on her nose and she only had two fingers left. (laughs) T-Rex. Yeah, that's right. She was like a T-Rex. The second season would revolve around him and the grown children he had with Ivanica. Hiram Jr., Uh often referred to as the geek, Veronica II, and Tyrion, who was born a little person and who (laughs) Hiram cruelly referred to as a freak. Hiram favored, uh, Hiram favored white walkers, even though some of his biz- businesses tried to tell him that black walkers mattered. Alas, anyone who said that God. black walkers mattered had their heads chopped off along with their fingers. Oh, All wow. of his children were mad. They vied for the position of favorite child in his house that is so full. They each wanted to inherit his business and be the new prince and sit on the big new money throne he sat on. This show is called... <laughs> uh, the Adventures of He-Ju. Because he Hiram Jr., of course, is called He-Ju for short. Is he? Uh, yeah, he In this show? Yep. Thank you for that. He gets, he, he gets <laughs> oh. his own spinoff, too, remember? Yes. It's called, uh, it's called Sesame Street. Well, name, I don't know what I'm doing now. Name this show before you go on your, your own adventure. Uh, uh, um... It's a full house of mad children. They want to be the new prince on the throne. Full house. Nope. Good times. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Just, just like the original Good Times. <laughs> Everything you said was just. Oh wow. Man, that was a good. That was a good take home <laughs> quiz, Tim. You know what? Don't believe the haters. This is the best part of the show. You can write the rest of the show. There's no haters yet. We, Wait, should we make this a real heartfelt plea? Like, for the love of God, people, <laughs> write to us. You can write at us. Seti Bimco with an E at gmail.com. Yeah, follow us on Instagram, Seti underscore yeah. Bimco. Uh, I quit Twitter, watching it burn. I'm on Mastodon. You just have to find I'm Tim, Hamil- Tim Hamilton Art over at Mastodon. And I'm on LinkedIn if you want to give me a job. And LinkedIn's a weird place to be. Anyway. Yeah, it is. Uh, how about we, we have a contest where you you give the password out for your Twitter account <laughs> sh- and let people do with what I you will? Shut it down though. I, but it's still there. It's yeah. still there. 
Well, we did get a letter. We're going to the mailbag. <gasps> oh, shit. Kev- Kevin Cablasto, friend of the show. One-time oh. guest. All right. Kevin Cablasto. He, he wrote us. All right, let's <laughs> hear it. All right. He says, I just finished listening to your Muppet episode, in which slightly more than zero Muppets were discussed. This is a very old episode. <laughs> we, we, were ta- yeah. we were talking on the Discord That's... today because on the movie mixtape, they talked about the Muppet Christmas Carol. This is like your fifth episode, right? Yeah. You were talking about the guy who made the music for the Muppets. Yes. He's like this weird little like, he looks like a Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> yes. And uh, on the Discord, I said, well, you would know the answer to such and such who wrote this song if you'd listen to my episode. Anyway, All that right. kind of stuff went on. Okay. And yeah. then we got mad at each other and blocked. And now the Discord blocked, shut down? <laughs> Discord shut down and blocked each other. All right. Nice. So he goes on. Here's a tip for anyone not enjoying the podcast. Look at the category in which the podcast is published. Humor, he wrote in quotes. <laughs> While it may be the podcast equivalent to a laugh track, now I finally know how I'm supposed to feel while listening. I hope you both have a great Hanukkah. Yours in Christ, Kevin Cablasto. <laughs> oh, a little transgressive there with the yours in Christ after the Hanukkah. Yeah. Version. Make up your uh, mind, Cablasto. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, I feel like, Tim, I, I don't want to... <laughs> Don't want to stoke any fires here, but I feel like uh, Senor Cablasto might have been kind of... Uh, Senor Sarcastic. <laughs> I think he might have been levying charges of the show not being funny enough. Well, that was our fifth episode. Uh, you know. I don't think you even had the Seti Bimco quiz yet, which, of course... <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, dude, first of Cablasto, if that is your real name, which, of course, it's not. It says right here in the uh, email. The, I <laughs> yeah, think you the Coblastos came over on the uh, Mayflower. I feel like that day when they came in, they came in through, uh, oh, what is that island? Ellis Island. Ellis Island. And like that guy was having a bad day. He's like, yeah, the Coblastos now. Um, <laughs> they took the mech. I feel like. Mechablasto. Mechablasto. Um Yeah, I feel like uh, that's some fighting words. Yep. I think you need to create a uh, a <laughs> podcast feud. I'll write a letter to his podcast. Ooh, I don't know what. I hope it what, is stern. what is your category, Kevin? I don't know what your category is. I didn't look. Do you make your own category, or do they decide? Hey, if the if no. if the internet gods decided that humor is my category, uh, what I can't do anything about that. I think you decide when you Shh. post this. I think it's oh <laughs> yes. I mean God, yeah. Anyway. That was a good letter. I'm glad that he wrote about a podcast that's like literally a year old at this point. Oh, it also says, hello, Tom and George Hamilton. So there you go. Hmm. <laughs> nice. I think. Hmm. Ah, hmm. All right. Well, we talked it's, way too long. Hmm. Yeah. Well, all and we didn't even talk caught. about the plot of the. <laughs> you, you, you talked through it. So I'm like, this will go fast. But still, here we are. Our, and I, mean, I was trying to get through it. I was trying to get through it quick because I'm like, this plot is too, there's too much. I'm picking a movie for next week, and it's got teenage hippies and teenagers in it because they're running from a monster nice. and the adults won't believe them. What is the and movie? And this movie is the only movie that Larry Hagman directed. Do you know what it is? Is it Night of the Leapids? Oh, no, no you already did 1973, that. only movie Larry Hagman directed it. Dallas. And it, no. And in fact, later when he was famous. I Dream of Genie. Later when he was famous uh-huh. <laughs> on uh, Dallas. When they would advertise this movie, they called it 
the movie JR shot, you know, when it was like, who shot JR? Wow. Wow. Are you, are you, are you kidding? No, that's a fact. So what is oh, it? What is this movie? Beware the blob. You never knew there was a Wait. second blob movie. No. Beware the blob. It's on you. It's on YouTube. It's free to watch. Directed by Larry Hagman. And is Larry Hagman in it as he well? He has a cameo, if I remember. I saw it when I was a kid. How much nudity is in there? <laughs> I don't think it's, it's it's not that kind of movie, George. Well, George is walking away right now. <laughs> Just leave. Punch in the wall. Like his parents did when that night he watched Archie. <laughs> He's back in his suitcase. <laughs> They're like, honey, my dad, the cat died. My dad What's grabbed happening? his cigarettes. <laughs> my dad grabbed his cigarettes, packed filled with explosives. He didn't care. What do I got to live for? I just watched Archie. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but we're going to watch Beware the Blob, 1973, I think. It's on YouTube. It's sad, corny. And we'll see you then, and we're hoping John will be back soon. Nothing bad going on. John, we miss, just, John, we miss yeah. you. I wish you, I'm you sorry. would like to talk I'm about this, this, this movie, John. John would have been on my side, on the side of Archie, like as being not not Archie himself, but Archie Comics being a, a force of good in the universe. I wonder if he read them. Yeah, I bet you he did. He said he read Justice League. So. Maybe he didn't read Archie then. Fucking Justice League? Are you kidding me? All right. What the hell? We'll, we'll see you next week because we gotta go. Goodbye. All right. Bye bye. I'm gonna hang up before he finishes uploading. Seti Binko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. <laughs> what? I'm just seeing what I got here. Are Reggie you, played Tim? bass in the Archie band. But, of course, oh, shortly after this lead. story, they all they all reformed the band again because they didn't quite get together at the end of the show. They yeah, spent a weekend in, in the recording studio trying to record a new Archie's album, but Betty got mad because they wouldn't record her songs, and nobody liked Reggie's new girlfriend artist called Yolo. She was from Canada <laughs> and talked funny, eh? <laughs> <laughs> People from Canada often named Yolo. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. After that weekend, they broke up, and Reggie formed his own band called Airfoil and toured with aerobic dancers on stage his first album was called the finger rumor was he had severed had a severed finger in a jar he had had for good luck oh, fuck wow <laughs> anyway his finger, his finger gets around <laughs> the second band fell apart because he started a podcast about his one year on the road with airfoil okay he went back uh mm, Uh, he went back to aerobics and had an aerobic podcast. Wait, what? Oh, you know what? Everybody, Tim, you know what happened? Tim can't read his own. <laughs> no, what? I forgot to finish writing it. That's what happened. <laughs>